poets and intellectuals of this time. The innovative minds. The intelligentsia. Those that are breaking down the barriers and choosing a bohemian existence, escaping from dreary suburban ideals and materialistic death traps. Where are these engaging people? The risk takers. The revolutionaries. Those living apart from this big unrest. Those escaping the sterility of corporate junkies who get high on materialistic consumption. Welcome to the Bohemian Beat. We will journey beyond the horizon and find the artists living on the edge, going down into the murky waters of their very existence, where these brave souls have re-emerged with art that is challenging, original, and brutal. You have tuned into the Bohemian Beat. I'm ready with you for the next hour. Today, we are delving deep into grassroots healing events. We will be talking to an inspiring group of women, survivors of domestic violence, who have been telling their stories in a theatre production called Here We Stand. Singer-songwriter and longtime friend of the Bohemian Beat, Jinky, previously known as Kerry Ann Cox, will be joining us and Jenny Cargill-Strong will be in the studio to regale us with another of her stories that matter. But first, let's settle in with some music. These days, drowning in your accolades, the things we do, the price we pay, the things we mean, the things we say. I sink more than I swim these days, drowning in your accolades, the things I love to slipped away, but it won't matter.
Smith with Bleed More. Lingering in the labyrinth from which writers have drawn, this is the Bohemian Beat. So, Jenny, the labyrinth, and Iana is still in the underworld. She was. We left her there for a whole month, so I think we'd better get her out, hey? I think we should. I think we should. So she had arisen, but she hadn't left the underworld yet. So now we will hear the return from the Sumerian myth of the fertility goddess Inanna. Inanna immediately went to leave, but again the Anuna, the judges of the underworld, surrounded her and said, Inanna... You may have bent all cosmic laws by being reborn in the underworld, but no one leaves the underworld unmarked, not even you. You may leave, but you must provide us with a substitute, so the Gala here will help you find one. Those Gala are demons who know no food, who know no drink, who accept no libations, who accept no gifts. They enjoy no lovemaking. They have no sweet children to kiss. They tear the wife from the husband's arms. They tear the child from the father's knees. They steal the bride from the marriage bed. Those demons clung to Inanna at each gate. The Gala allowed Inanna to reclaim one piece of her magnificent royal regalia. And when they got to the first gate of the underworld, Ninshibar, her faithful servant, was waiting wearing soiled sackcloth of mourning. When she saw Inanna surrounded by the dreaded Gala, she threw herself in the dust at her feet, and the Gala said, Walk on, Inanna, walk on. We will take Ninshabar in your place. But Inanna said, No, Ninshabar is my constant support. She is my Sukal who gives me wise advice. She is my warrior who fights by my side. Because of her, my life was saved. I will never give Ninshabar to you. In this way, the Gala accompanied Inanna to Namu and offered to take her son Shara and then to Bab Tabira, where they offered to take her second son Lulal. But both sons had dressed in soiled sackcloth of mourning and both had thrown themselves in the dust at their mother's feet and so she refused to surrender either of them. Walk on, Inanna. We will walk with you to the big apple tree in Uruk. And in Uruk... By the big apple tree, where Demuzi and Inanna had often made love, there sat Demuzi on his magnificent throne, dressed in his sure, royal, shining robes. And when Inanna arrived, surrounded by the Gala, he did not get up, he did not move, he did not even look up. The Gala hissed, ah, 
the king will be the perfect substitute. The gala seized Dumuzi. Inanna fastened upon Dumuzi the eyes of death. She spoke against him the word of wrath. She uttered against him the cry of guilt. Take him. Take Dumuzi away. Dumuzi let out a wail and pleaded for mercy. But those gala seized Dumuzi and when they did, Dumuzi's sister Gishtanana wept. She brought her mouth close to heaven. She brought her mouth close to earth. Her grief covered the earth like a garment. She tore at her eyes. She tore at her mouth. She tore at her thighs. Situa, mother of Dumuzi, wept for her son. Geshtanana sang, The day that dawns for him will also dawn for me. I would share his fate. I would comfort my brother. Inanna took Dumuzi by the hand and said, You will go to the underworld half the year. Your sister... Since she has asked, we'll go the other half. On the day you are called, on that day you will be taken. On the day Geshtanana is called, on that day you will be set free. And so it was that Geshtanana's offer became the perfect solution. Geshtanana descended to the underworld during the growing season and returned for the making of the wine. She contemplated the dark shadow side on behalf of Inanna and all women. As Geshtanana returned and the searing heat of the summer arrived, Dumuzi descended. He wore many hats when he descended, for though he was the shepherd, he was also seen as the vegetation god, who traditionally died and was reborn annually. And this explained why the plants seemed to die each summer. He also went, on behalf of all men, to plumb the depths of his soul with Inanna's dark sister or shadow, Arushkagal. And lastly, he was a reminder to those in power that reverence for divine source of life is essential, lest you become obsessed with greed and power. Arishkagal was exceptionally happy with this arrangement, and even the underworld became a cheerier place. For while she was nearly insatiable, Demuzi's sexual prowess was prodigious. In the new year, he would return renewed, in feminine wisdom and inner strength. And then the people of Suma would parade before their lady in the streets, the men adorned on one side with women's clothing, and the women adorned with men's clothing on the other side. There would be feasting, dancing, storytelling, and then the reigning king as Demuzi and the high priestess as Inanna would perform the sacred marriage rite to ensure not only the fertility of the land, but also the fertility of the wombs of all the women and the female creatures of Suma. And afterwards, Anuna, Inanna and Amuzi would shine like the moon. Midyalana. Return to. Midyalana, Midyalamabu. What the apple with a jando? Majabi, Majabi, Milligan and Gia, Dan makututungan gawini Ngalian ju bibi 
ngalian juga mani ngalian juiba ngalian juhnya mo ngawabu Romarawalga Bebe Bora Nga Kongalu Nga Kongol Perenba Yaran Yangi Yaran Yangi Yaran Yangi Yaran Yangi, Yaran Yangi, Yaran Yangi, Majalbe, Majalbe, Majalbe.
Ngai, great woman of the northern lands. Ngai, do ya do? And that was Jinky. That was absolutely beautiful, Jinky. What was that track called? Majalbi. Majalbi is a part of the where I come from, from the sunset people, Ligariwalga, Jinbin, from the dark places of the the crystals underneath. And that song is for returning. Not just returning in a physical level to home, but returning to who you are in full essence of from creation and from the earth, from the stars and the earth, and being free again. And and um, yeah, it's a beautiful song of honoring that we're just more than this 3D kind of reality. <laughs> it's true. Physical being and that we're, we're creation itself mm-hmm. and we're not separate to it. and. And that's what we're moving out of is duality and um it's been a long journey i really you know when i can really really believe and feel that um i'm complete and i'm whole and i'm standing in my truth and my light and i know who i am and um we're all kins and we're all family and this is our creation and our dreaming together Yes, and we are family, and that's pretty much what we're going to be exploring today. And to thank Jenny for her incredible piece for sharing the e- Egyptian myth of Iana retold into a modern narrative. Thanks, Jenny. And thanks, Jinky. I just had tears streaming down my face. It was the perfect <laughs> song after that story. So opening and moving. And Jinky, you've been uh, recently involved with this theatre production, Here We Stand, along with a formidable group of women who we have in the studio today. Well, not everyone because the studio's not that big, but we're starting with Joe and Philippa. Hi, Rudy. Thanks for having us in today. That was um, a very moving song, very uh, poignant and very much part of the work that we've been doing over the past 10 weeks. Now, Joe, you are the um, Public Act Theatre founder and director of Here We Stand. Can you just let people know a little bit about this project, which has actually already been, but the whole concept is just only beginning? It is only beginning. The company's still quite young. Um, our women's theatre group, which was actually co-directed with Philippa, who's in the studio, um, Hi, as well. Hi. <laughs> uh, together, we... Um, put together this we've got two performances actually um, that have been scheduled this year and here we stand with our women's theatre group was our very first um, sorry what was the question really so if you can tell us a little bit about um, this healing through art concept which oh, you've been able to um, put together through theatre when using your skills of theatre to facilitate this incredible group of women who have their stories um, that have been presented in rather innovative new ways? Well, to be honest, the, um, the practice of applied theatres, which is what we do um, in a social arts context, is a very ancient practice. Um, 
there are different forms of theatre, but we've returned to one where we actually connect with people with the lived experience of social issues, our community, our grassroots people, and we listen to their stories so that the broader community can actually have a chance to hear them and participate in um, a community empowerment and cultivate social dialogue. And also trying to break the taboo of the silence around domestic violence. Philippa, would you like to add to that? Yeah, I think that was one of the main things for some of some of the women in the group, certainly, that there is this huge taboo and incredibly courageous of this group of women to actually not only explore their stories through forum theatre, um, but to stand up in front of an audience and be seen um, to have experienced domestic violence or trauma of some kind in, in their lives. And I think that was that was really important for some of them, that it was no longer hidden behind the closed door, but it was out there and put into an artistic form. I might go straight to the intro track. Was there something sure. you'd like to say about that? I think just um, coming off what Philippa said, to acknowledge that a lot of the people that we work with in our theatre company have never performed before. Um, I'd say over half of the women that we worked with over the 10 weeks have never stepped foot on stage or spoken their work publicly in their lives. So to have them stand up and say, we need our community to hear our stories in order to break the silence is quite incredible.
You are listening to The Bohemian Beat and we are joined in the studio with an amazing group of women who are exploring their stories of domestic violence through art. Philippa, if you'd like to introduce our next guest. Yeah, so that that beautiful song actually opened our show and it was performed by Sharon, who's sitting right here and would maybe like to speak one of the pieces that she's written. Thank you, Philippa. I was part of the Public Act Forum group and I just found the 10-week workshop absolutely profound to the personal processes that one can process for healing. And the Public Act Forum group provide the 10-week course which actually allows women to hold and process the four steps to freedom from the battered wife syndrome. So you get an opportunity to process the four steps of one, denial, guilt, enlightenment and responsibility. And after the 10-week course, you actually realise how intricate and how much domestic violence could have been woven through your life and changed your life in many, many ways. So once you actually take responsibility and name the domestic violence sacrifices that have occurred in your life, you become free. And we had a a fantastic opportunity to be creative with Joe. Franklin and Philippa Williams and explore through theatre the divine creativity that's sitting with every person's soul that's experienced domestic violence. And I have a poem here to read out and it's called Sacrifice. I once was a child, so were you. I experienced domestic violence. So did you. I accepted this trauma. So did you. The difference? I am a woman. And you are a man. You watched your mother be destroyed. By domestic violence. She died. You were not annihilated your wife too. You handed the pattern on to our son. You repeated, I accepted. I stood up, I have rights. You continue to annihilate. I am now free. You still live your lies. You will continue to deny. Battered wife syndrome. It's generational. I stand, I speak, I sing, I create. Stop domestic violence now. And I now have a track. It's a song that I wrote about how women feel when they experience 
the physical, emotional and psychological trauma with domestic violence. Thank you, Sharon. And we're going to go to that track. It's called Dry Tap Tears. Simply is never one. 
what it seems. This is a bohemian beat. I'm Riddy, and today we are speaking with an artistic group of women who have taken their stories of domestic violence to the stage. Philippa. Yes, so during the 10-week course, we spent some of the time doing forum theatre exercises, which were um, developed by Augusto Boal and are an incredible um, tool for entering into um, a subject area with our lived experience, but then being able to distance ourselves which is, is so useful. We're triggered by something, that's great, but we can also step back and look at what we've created and also form it into um, into art, into a piece of theatre. So some of the time we were using those exercises um, and we also encouraged the women to write their own material, so to go home at the end of the day and to write, to, to journal, um, to write poetry, music, draw, what, whatever really inspired them. And um, sitting next to me is Amy, and um, she is going to read one of the pieces that she's written. Thank you. I commit to giving comfort to my soul, to trusting my spirit, and remembering it's not mine. I commit to trusting this mad and unpredictable journey of my heart, which my screaming head just will not ever understand. I commit to living in this space of divine and sacred honesty. I expand. I create. You may never know this story, but you can know who I am now. I respect myself. I respect my needs. I share this respect. I am who I am right now. I love you, my family. I thank you. I speak my truth. My jaw of silence is released. I am safe. I am enough. I am complete. In my body, I am home. Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much for sharing your poem with us today on the Bohemian Beat. It's very special to have everyone here and we know how difficult it is to be able to break out of this silence, but also very liberating. How has this journey uh, been for you through this whole process? Um, totally terrifying and life-changingly wonderful <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fantastic so you you confronted your fears um in terms of being able to speak out and you've been able to move through processes within yourself 
Yeah, and that was almost a, a byproduct of just being with the group and creating with the group, and um, and you just see yourself and explore things. It's all it's all about the group. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you can just be exactly how you are, and you're fully supported, and and create something out of how you are create something incredible and that magic of creating with the chemistry of all the other creations and then something Mm. magical happens so joe and philippa have really been able to create a space a comfortable Mm. and safe space in order for um, everyone Mm. in the group to be able to really go in i might add really that um philippa and i our task is pretty much to hold the space Mm. um the space is created by the women and sometimes it's um, or whatever participants are involved and sometimes it's quite hard to step back and not be the director or not be controlling Um, but it's incredible the voices in our community and what they have to say it's not for us to direct it's actually for them to share with the more like a facilitator in that way absolutely beautiful And we have another piece here that we'd like to play from someone who's not going to be here today, from Joe, another Joe. Yeah, that's right. Joe is working today, and um, she she wanted to say that two of the outcomes that really came out of this work for her were one reconnecting with her daughter. And the other one was discovering an absolute joy and passion for writing. And Mm -hmm. she's just taken the cork out of the bottle and (laughs) she's writing and writing and writing really fantastic stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll play that. Yeah, good. (laughs) Transformation. True transformation can only be achieved in a state of receptiveness, sensitivity and surrender. Open hearted. Through the process of self-healing, I am clearing the patterning of my past. My goal is to be whole, reclaim my broken parts, engaged with all my faults, my quirks, my strengths, talents, and gifts. This has taken me to my edge, but only at my edge can I relearn myself. Standing strong, pushing those edges is where I have the opportunity to find my wholeness. There is nothing to fear. For what lies behind is far more frightening than what lies ahead. To keep loving through the pain does not mean loving the pain. It means not hiding, not closing my heart. It means leaving myself open to all potential. Knowing is not enough, but to feel. Feel more than just emotion. It is whole body expression. Without filters, without editing, it is the expression of truth. Nobody knows what goes on at house number two. Nobody knows except for me and you. Secret shame of a violent game with absolutely nothing to gain but every time every time i believe it's a lie yes then you come screaming through 
track we've just heard that was Dana singing a song that that she wrote um, and yeah she really the main thing that that she got out of this course was that her story was no longer hidden behind the closed door of house number 10 and now we have Kelly and just a, a language warning for this poem <laughs> thank you so much Kelly Here. Broken dollies all over the floor, legs and arms all scattered around, torsos and heads sitting alone, a mother in the middle with her stories. Her eggs are now manless growing inside, all the men burn as the women survive. Does anyone thrive? Does anyone thrive? Does anyone have the courage to look deep inside? Eggs are like bubbles flowing through ovaries, 
exuberant in love and matriarchy, as women ride erections instead of their brooms and dust over the pain of the deep mother wound. I love New York, I love London, come and fuck me, I love abortion. As I create spells with all of my words, yes, this witch in me uses power to hurt. Stirring up words, whispers and feelings, a bottle of shame unopened to healing. As whispers come from the dead and gone, and voices heard from what yet's to come. Intuition contained and pathologized, and mental suffering is demonized as straight jackets gifted to us by professionals in white, professionally burning all people in sight. As governments pickle our souls in a jar and save them to feast on with finest caviar. Who's caring now? Who's caring now? Scaring and tearing her scars and her tears, mascara flows down with all of her fears. With panda bare eyes and an unhearted smile, she sips a latte and lets out a sigh. Why, why, why? This is only a piece of the pie. Ignorance ate all of the pies. Our cement mortgage boxes kept us safe for that time. Time stops. Smashed up watch gives me pleasure to stop. Tick. Tick tock, too many tears over a cock. Tock, tick, tock, tick, too many tears over a dick. Her leg is broken, her head is broken, her heart is broken now. Tickety, tickety, tock, stop using the word fuck. Don't you see? You got what you asked for. She sits with the fairies and her ten broken dollies. Trumps cloud the air as she sucks on jelly totties. Wombless women become rageless and cages grow stronger. Swollen bellied hysterical mothers sow seeds for the future. And parents with toddlers and teenagers uncertain feel, feel, feel the unbonded community even so more fiercely. As daycares and schools and rules and dysfunction oil our cogs and keep our wheels turning. Sun hats, sunscreens, sunscreens and safe shoes to put on. Learn to be afraid of the earth that we live in. The pressure to be a natural mama, to be loving and kind to all of the children, is preceded by conception confirmed by a stick with a blue line. Long gone the ten moons that replaced the tick-tock tick of time. Once women came together to honour the mother, to wash her feet and hold her together, to pass on the wisdom from the mothers before her, to weave prayers of strength to truly support her. Women fragmented, the story stopped. We now cook alone with a small little pot. And the cauldron once bubbled with food for us all. The 13 women would cook and feed us all. As wombs and breasts and placentas are cut off, and sexless grumpy women tell men to fuck off as new mothers fall in love with obstetricians that save them and discard the father for not being able to rescue them 
as new mother's eyes kissed with oxytocin hue, with her baby well bonded, no time for the blues. A male weakness is stirred, he sees not his child and the mother, but a jealous disgust from his wife with new lover. A self-sabotaging beast with eyes of red rage sees mother the whore with a child he now hates. The wounded male awoken so deep, a happiness trap kept this demon asleep. Who's to blame now? Who's to blame now? As we hold all the pain from what's happening now. We come from unmothered times and distant father in. Yet we desire to build new paradigms and be conscious parent in. So come out, come out. It's not time to hide. Have the courage to call out. It's not time to die. It's not time to die. There's so much inside. It's not time to die. Thank you so much, Kelly, for sharing that poem with us today. Now, we are unfortunately running out of time. Our next poet is Lisa, so we might only have a couple of verses, and then Tina will be singing a song. You killed my dreams. You left me high and dry, alone in a new city with nothing but pain. When you killed my baby, you killed a part of me. It left a big weeping wound of infinite grief. My empty belly became the deepest, darkest pit. The screams rose to pierce the apartment block. So you hit me, hard, across the face, twice to make me stop. But the neighbours still came. You killed another part of me then. When you left us, I wanted to die. It was all too much, losing my now and my future, my lover, my beautiful baby, my hopes and my dreams. I was a skeleton, dragging myself to interviews, fighting back the tears as milk leaked from my breasts, but no baby to drink it. How did I survive? Love, my precious gift, my daughter, who needed me, who loved me, who stroked me and said, it's okay, Mama, even though she was only five years old. At the centre of my being is a cosy little room I see a light that flickers and I hear a happy tune and it plays for all eternity and it plays and it plays all over the world there are secrets that were hidden wasn't quite sure where I put them bought them out and I showed you and we shattered the illusion now I watch myself expanding and I feel myself of imperfection I wandered and through the forest of the shadow puppets I well I wasn't sure if I could find the door 
into my cozy little room. They said knock and it will open, all will be revealed. Enter and listen in the heart room, you are healed. So I entered and I listened to the wisdom of the ages, heard the voices of the angels, and the wisdom of the sages. I was cracked, I was fractured, I was broken into little pieces and I'm, I'm sorry that I left you, I left me too, now I know what it's open for, I have found the door to my cozy little Thank you so much, Tina. Thank you. We're, we're running out of time, so if the community would like to um, get more involved, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, you can contact us at www.publicacttheatre.com or you can call me on 0422882319. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, so much for joining us today on The Bohemian Beat. I'd like to thank our guest, Jenny Cargill-Strong, for her wonderful stories, for Joe, Sharon, Jinky, Philippa, Amy, Kelly, Lisa, Tina. For more information, check out thebohemianbeat.com. I will be back next week. Same beat time, same bohemian frequency for more. Touch my heart, you touch my soul. Oh, you touch my heart, you touch my soul. Now that you know, stay for a while. Every time you come to talk to me, baby. Your eyes and lonely eyes drives me crazy You're understanding, you're not demanding Temptations in the air, don't want to lose control You touch my heart You touch my soul Oh, you touch my heart And you touch my soul